Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Father, thank you for this beautiful day that you have made. Thank you, Lord, because you created today, Lord, so that we will be able to worship you. You created today, Lord, that it will be a day of blessings for us. So, Father, we magnify you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we exalt you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare, Lord, that there is none like you, worthy of praise and glory. We declare that there is none like you that can do the amazing things, the glorious things, the great things that you do, Lord. We declare that you are Jehovah. You are Yahweh. Lord, you are our King. We declare this morning that you are the Lord of heaven's armies. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord, this morning just for who you are. The God who is sufficient in every situation. The one to whom nothing is impossible. Father, be glorified this morning in the precious name of Jesus. In our short time here this morning, we ask, Lord, once again, speak to us. Give us your word. Grant us wisdom. Grant us understanding. Help us learn in your presence. But let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayeneke. We continue our reading of the of the twelve prophets. Okay, these are the final books of the Old Testament. Today we start a new book. We completed the book of Habakkuk yesterday. Today we read the book of Zephaniah. That's the ninth, the ninth book of the twelve, the twelve prophets. So that's it. We are almost at the end of the Bible. Zephaniah, okay, prophesied at exactly at about exactly the same time, at the same time as Habakkuk. Remember, Habakkuk prophesied around the period of Josiah. Yes, Zephaniah was also exactly about the same time so it's very possible they knew each other but beyond that that's the only uh i think the only things similarities you can draw okay um zephaniah confronts the nation yes he confronts the nation with their idolatry and tries to call them yes try to call them to re- to repentance in chapter 2 especially it talks about jerusalem's rebellion and then their eventual redemption okay prophesies that god will eventually save the nation i say again god did not just bring destruction okay upon if you read the story the, the account the way it goes from the books of first king second king and then we have uh, the destruction of jerusalem and then move on into jeremiah and Ezekiel, you know, um, it might look as if ah, it was just, it just happened like that. God did not warn them. No, God gave them enough warning. The 12 prophets are proof 
proof of that that many prophets god was giving them the same message warning them of the coming judgment warning them that they should repent change from their evil ways and that if they if they did he would spare them but they refused and of course they reaped the reward for their labors all right get your bibles this morning let's read the book of zephaniah zephaniah chapter 1 says that the lord gave this message to zephaniah when josiah son of ammon was king of judah zephaniah was the son of cushai son of gedaliah son of amariah son of ezekiah um again like all the other prophets it is either god gave them a message or god gave them a vision here it says that the lord gave this message to zephaniah when josiah son of ammon was king of judah zephaniah was the son of cushai son of gedaliah son of amariah and son of ezekiah since i was sweep away everything from the face of the earth says the lord i will sweep away people and animals alike i will sweep away the birds of the sky and the fish in the sea i will reduce uh, the wicked uh, to uh, to heaps of rubbles and i will wipe humanity from the face of the earth says the lord i will crush judah and jerusalem with my fist and destroy every last trace of their Baal, their Baal worship. I will put an end to all the idolatrous priests, so that even the memory of them will disappear. Okay, so here you want to ask yourself, who was God really, really angry with? Remember that Judah and Israel should have stood out, okay, as um, symbols of of the worship of those who still worshipped God, but they had become, in fact, at a time worse, worse than the, the other nations. And so God says, no, they were going into exile. But when you read the earlier part of this, of this, of the first verses we read in chapter one, then you will realize that it seems that Baal worship and idol worship was something that was worldwide yes something that was worldwide maybe you understand now why god used nebuchadnezzar okay to literally like uh, teach the old world a big lesson okay that they were supposed to recover or stop that the idol worship israel was supposed to be the model the model of a people who worship god and as they become the model other nations were supposed to look at them admire them and then desire to want to want to to have god you know on their side okay but we know the story israel missed it judah will eventually miss it so god said that look he was going to wipe away everything everything on the earth not just in israel he said i will wipe humanity from the face of the earth says the lord this is something that god had promised that he would never do yes it was one of the promise he gave to noah and he gave to humanity when he gave the rainbow that he would never send a flood to wipe away to wipe away humanity from the earth okay so for god to come to this point saying that no he was going to wipe away humanity from the earth that tells you that look at 
they had pushed God uh, to the very limits. It also tells you that Judah, Israel had failed, they had failed in their role to be to be a model, to be an example to other nations. It says so that even the memory of them, God says, will disappear. It says, for they go up to their roofs and bow down to the sun, moon, and stars. Okay, those were the things that were re- usually worshipped then. Inside that people were worshipping the sun. Okay, you talk about countries like the Egyptians. They were worshipping the moon. They were worshipping the stars, the host of heavens. When you say the stars, it's not just talking about the star, the constellation. Stars also represented angels they were worshiping demons okay angels we never demand for worship for worship they were worshiping demons Baal, Molech, Chemosh all those those gods were demons it says that they bow down to the sun moon and stars they claim to follow the Lord uh, but then they worship Molech too and I will destroy those who used to worship uh, who used to worship me but now no longer do they no longer ask for the Lord's guidance or seek my blessings. Stand in silence in the presence of the Sovereign Lord, for the awesome day of the Lord's judgment is near. The Lord has prepared his people for a great slaughter and has chosen their executioner. Yes, the day of that of, of the Lord's judgment was the day that haha, Babylon will eventually come. The executioner is Babylon, Babylon itself, and that God has chosen his executioner. Verse says that on that day of judgment, says the Lord, I will punish the leaders and princes of Judah, and all of those are following pagan custom. Yes, I will punish those who participate in pagan worship ceremonies, and those who fill their master's houses with violence and deceit. On that day, says the Lord, a cry of alarm will come from the fish gate and echo throughout the new, quart- the new quarters of the city, and a great crash will sound from the hills. Wail in sorrow all you who live in the market area, for all the merchants and traders will be destroyed. I will search with lanterns in Jerusalem's darkest corner to punish those who sit complacent in their sins. They think the Lord will do nothing to to them, either good or bad. Okay? So, remember that when we read the account, the account of the destruction of Jerusalem, the punishment of Jerusalem, what lessons are we actually, should we actually take from them? In that this thing has happened long ago. Uh, Listen, this morning, our own judgment is coming. Yes, Jesus is coming again. I'm sure you have you would have had it before. Jesus is coming for a second time. He came the first time as a young, as a little baby, you know, in the lowly, in the manger, humble. The second time he's coming, <laughs> he's coming back as the king of kings. He's coming to judge the whole world. Okay? So just the same way that Judah Israel and the nations of the world were judged there. The world is going to be judged. (laughs) And the only salvation you will have on that day is that you know the Lord. Is that you have given your life to Jesus. Yes, that will be the the only saving grace. So it's big lessons that we should draw from here. So don't just read this and think, 
But this happened long ago. Why should I bother myself? Very, very important lesson you should draw here. So that just as they were punished, uh, we ourselves will be punished. Only that ours will be an eternal one. Uh, however, for those of us who know Jesus, uh, if you are like me, you are like many listening this morning, uh, we, will not be part- we will not partake of the punishment. Yes, we know Jesus. And so we will be spared from this from this judgment that will come upon the whole world. The Lord says that they think the Lord will do nothing to them, either good or bad. So their property will be plundered. Their homes will be ransacked. Uh, they will build new homes but never live in them. They will plant vineyards but never drink wine from them. That terrible day of the Lord is near. Swiftly, swiftly it comes a day of bitter tears. A day when even strong men will cry out. It will be a day when the Lord's anger is poured out. Uh, the Bible describes that day when Jesus will come again, that literally the knees of men will give way. Ah, uh, People will be afraid. They will shake. The world eh, will literally shake in fear. It will not, it's not a day, I'm telling you, that anyone should, should witness without knowing Jesus. Today might be a good day to say, Lord, uh, I want to come to you today. I want to know you better from today. I receive Jesus into my life. I hope that that will be, that will be your, your, your story in the mighty name of Jesus. It says it will be a day of terrible distress and anguish, a day of ruin and desolation. I just feel as if it is actually describing, you know, the, the tribulations. Yes, the, the breaking of, of the seventh seal, the breaking of the, um, the break of the, of the seven trumpets, and the seven, the seven vows, the seven bowls of, of judgment that will be poured upon the earth before Jesus comes back again. He says it will be a day of terrible distress and anguish, a day of rain and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet calls and battle cries. Down go uh, the world city and the strongest battlements. Because you have sinned against the Lord, I will make you group group around like the blind. Your blood will be poured into the dust, and your bodies will lie rotting, rotting on on the ground. Your silver and gold will not save you on that day of the Lord's anger, for the whole land will be devoured. Did you hear that? Your silver will not save you. Your gold will not save you. The people that you know will not save you. The world, the part of the world that you are living in will not save you. I live in the U.S. Oh, I live in a secure secure country. It will not save you. The only thing that will save you is that I know the Lord. Hallelujah. I know Jesus. Ah, I pray for you once again. You will find the Lord this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. He says your silver and gold will not save you on that day of the Lord's anger. For the whole land will be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. It will make a terrible, a terrifying end of all the people on the earth. Hallelujah. All right, very good. Let's move on to Zephaniah chapter 2. This one is a call to repentance. Gather together, yes, gather together, you shameless nation. Gather before judgment begins, before your time to repent is blown away like chaff. Act now before the fierce fury of the Lord falls and the terrible day of the Lord's anger begins. 
acts now so that you will not miss the trumpet call. Yes, the trumpet is going to sound very, 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 very soon. Jesus will come to take his own home. We will not partake of the coming judgment. I'm telling you, the trumpet will sound. The rapture will happen. It will be an event no one can miss. No one can claim did not happen because a lot of millions of people literally and i don't know whether billions but millions of people would just disappear from the earth yes they would just disappear and everyone can tell jesus said that two will be will be in bread in bed one will be taken uh, two women will be grinding pepper together grinding stone he said one will be taken okay so literally it looks like it's my it's almost half of the world but i can say okay maybe say billions of people will be taken Yes, they will not partake of the of the judgment. It says here, gather before judgment begins. Gather this morning. Accept the Lord before judgment be- begins. It says before your time to repent is blown away like shaft. Act now before the fiery fury of the Lord falls and the terrible day of the Lord's anger begins. It says seek the Lord all who are humble and follow his commands. Seek to do what is right and to live humbly perhaps even yet the lord will protect you protect you from his anger on that day of destruction we know we will be protected because jesus promised yes that the rapture will happen yes the rapture will happen before the judgment this is uh, verse 4 gaza and Askelon will be abandoned ashdod and ekron turned down and what sorrow awaits you philistines who live along the coast and in the land of canaan for this judgment is against you too the lord will destroy you until not one not until it says the lord will destroy you until not one of you of you is left the philistine coast will become a wilderness pasture a place of shepherd camp and and enclosure for sheep and goats the remnants of the tribe of judah will pasture there they will rest at night in their abandoned houses in ashkelon for the lord their god will visit his people in kindness and restore their prosperity again see i have heard the tones of the moabites and the insults of the ammonites mocking my people and invading their borders now as surely as i live says the lord of heaven's army Amis, the God of Israel, Moab and Ammon will be destroyed, destroyed as completely as Sodom and Gomorrah. Their land will become a place of stinging nettles, salt pits, and eternal desolation. The remnants of my people will plunder them and take their land. They will receive the wage, the wages of their pride, for they have scoffed at the people of the Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord will terrify them as he destroys all the gods in the land. Then nations around the world will worship the Lord, each in their own land. 12 says, you Ethiopians will also be slaughtered. So all the nations one by one, just like Jeremiah did, just like a lot of all the other prophets have done, they prophesied against all the other nations. Because why? Many of them were also into idolatry. He says, you Ethiopians will also be slaughtered by the sword, says the Lord. And the Lord will strike the lands of the north with his fist, destroying the land of Assyria. He will make its great capital, Nineveh, a desolate wasteland, past Pashed like like a desert. So just okay, uh, Nahum, just like Nahum prophesied, 
Zephaniah 2 is prophesying the destruction of Nineveh. Okay, so you see that all the prophets, just in a sense, literally, completely, they agree. He says it will make a great, it will make its great capital, Nineveh, a desolate wasteland, packed, uh, packed with, uh, packed like a desert. Um, uh, the proud city will become a pasture for flocks and herds, and all sorts of wild animals will settle there. The desert owl and screech owl will roost in its ruined columns. Their calls echoing throughout the gaping windows. Rubble will block all the doorways and the cedar paneling will be exposed to the weather. This is the bus, this is the boisterous city once so secure. I am the greatest, it boasted. No other city can compare with me. But now, look how it has become an utter ruin, a haven for wild animals. Everyone passing by will laugh in derision and shake a defiance, a defiant feast. Yes, they will shake a defiant feast. They will laugh in derision against, yes, against Nineveh. And that will be the portion of the politicians of this world the great nations of this world when jesus comes back again and then they realize that they missed it it will not be a funny story at all all right let's read zephaniah chapter 3 and we'll finish this one here today this one is about jerusalem's rebellion and redemption it says what sorrow awaits rebellious polluted jerusalem the city of violence and crime no one can tell it anything. It refuses all correction. It does not trust in the Lord or draws near to his God. I pray that that is not you. As you hear these words, I don't know what platform you will be listening to this from, but as you hear this word, you will not be like Jerusalem. It says, look, they, eh, they, were, they, they refused all correction. They were stubborn. Yes, Jerusalem was stubborn. Now you know the amount of prophets that were sent to them to warn them of the coming destruction, but they refused to listen. I pray that you will not be stubborn. You will hear this word and your heart will melt and you will make a decision from today to want to know the Lord, to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He says that he does not trust in the Lord or draw near to its God. Its leaders are like a roaring its leaders are like roaring lions hunting for their victims. Its judges are like ravenous wolves at even evening time, who by dawn have left no trace, left no trace of their prey. Its prophets are arrogant liars seeking their own gain. Its priests defile the temple by disobeying God's instruction. But the Lord is still there in the city. And he does he does no wrong. Day by day he hands down justice. It does not fail, but the wicked know no shame. I have whipped I have wiped out many nations, devastating their fortress walls and towers. And their streets are now deserted. Their cities lie in silent rain. There are no survivors, none at all. I thought surely they would have reference. They would have reverence for me now. Surely they will listen to my warnings. Then I won't need to strike again, destroying their homes. But no, they, they get up early to continue their evil deeds. Therefore, be patient, says the Lord. Soon I will stand and accuse this 
evil nation, for I have decided to gather the kingdoms of the earth and pour out my fiercest anger and fury on them. All the earth I will be devoured by the fire of my jealousy. Then I will purify the speech of all people so that everyone can worship the Lord together. Since my scattered people who live beyond the rivers of Ethiopia will come to present their offerings. On that day, you will no longer need to be ashamed, for you will no longer be rebels against me. I will re- remove all proud and arrogant people from among you. There will be no more altiness on my holy mountains. Since those who are left, I will be the lowly and humble, for it is they who trust in the name of the Lord. The remnants of Israel will do no wrong. They will never tell lies or deceive one another. They will eat and sleep in safety, and no one will make them afraid. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemy. And the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live among you. Hallelujah. Since at last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster. I don't know about you. As we read the book of Zephaniah, what I am hearing is rapture. (laughs) That's what me I'm hearing. (laughs) It says, and the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live among you. Okay, that is what happens after the rapture it says at last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster on that day the announcement to jerusalem will be cheer up zion don't be afraid for the lord your god is living among you he is a mighty savior he will take delight in you with gladness with his love he will calm all your fears he will rejoice over you with joyful songs I will gather you, woman, for the appointed festival, and you will be disgraced no more, and I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you. I will save the weak and helpless ones. I will bring together those who were chased away. I will give glory and fame to my former exiles, wherever they have been mocked and shamed. On that day, I will gather you together and bring you home again. I will give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth. As I restore your fortunes before their very eyes, I, the Lord, have spoken. Hallelujah. <laughs> I always, you see, the book, the Bible is always exciting. So I've read the book of Zephaniah. I've read this book probably more than 30 times. Definitely more than 30 times. But today, for the first time, I'm reading it. And all I am hearing is the second coming of Jesus. All I'm hearing is the rapture. So you might have read this with me and it meant something different to you. And that's fine. The word of God is new every day, every morning. Okay. But the message I have for us or the lesson I want us to take from here this morning is that Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. For those of us who know Jesus already, Jesus tells the story of the ten virgins. He said five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. He said five of them prepared well. All of them had oil in their lamp. Yes, all of them were virgins. All of them had oil in their lamps. Okay, but the ones that were wise had something extra. They took extra oil in their lamp. 
and that is my call and my charge to everyone who claims to know the Lord. It is time for us to put extra oil or to collect and gather, take extra oil with us, okay, as we wait on the Lord, as we wait for the coming, okay, at the coming of, of Jesus, as we live in this time, this end time, it is time for us to have extra oil with us. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. You know, Jesus is coming again. For if you are like the foolish virgins who did not care, okay? They were just living their own, the way, living their lives the way they want until the bridegroom came and missed it. I pray for you, you will not be a virgin and miss it. Ah, no, that, it, that would be terrible. You will not be a virgin and miss it. God will help you, help you uh, on how to go the extra mile, on how to go the extra mile in your relationship with Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. If you are listening this morning and you are not even a virgin at all, you don't know the Lord at all, this is the morning to cry out for God. Lord, I want to know you. Will you start praying this morning? Lord, I want to know you. Come into my life. Come into my life from today. In the name of Jesus, save me, Lord. Make me your own. Make that your cry this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, help us be wise. Be like the wise virgin. Help us take extra in our work with you from today in the name of jesus lord keep your people keep us lord we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we are prayed amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day